It's the beginning of the holiday season. People are putting their Christmas trees up. Black Friday is done. Thanksgiving is done. And Christmas cards are starting to go out. All those holiday things. Today, we're exploring the joys and challenges of the holiday season. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn, and we have a special story today for you titled A Grinch-Proof Christmas. It's based on a chapter in my new Christmas book. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. On Life Repurposed, you'll find a blend of practical wisdom and biblical inspiration that's designed to help you navigate everyday life with faith, purpose, and hope. We focus on personal and spiritual growth with a range of topics from improving your relationships and discovering your purpose to setting and achieving goals, plus tools and resources to help you live your repurposed life. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn the author of books and Bible studies about finding hope in the trashy stuff of life. I had fallen asleep in the recliner, my crochet hook and yarn in my hand, again. So many homemade gifts to finish, and there wasn't enough time in the day to complete the gifts for everyone on my list. Between running kids to practices, staying on top of my schedule of 20-plus piano students coming and going from our home all week, and volunteering at church, time had a way of disappearing faster than a plate of fresh chocolate chip cookies around teenage boys. And then, a chance encounter at a basketball game changed everything. As I mentioned, I'm sharing with you a story that comes from one of the chapters in my new Christmas book called Renewed Christmas Blessings. It releases this week. So in honor of the release of the book, I'm sharing on here one of the chapters from that book, and I hope it inspires you as you start your Christmas season. I also want to let you know that if you're listening to this on the day that this releases, I'm giving you insider info because in the launch party tomorrow, I'm announcing that the ebook will be free on Kindle for five days from December 1 through December 5. So if you're listening to this in the week this releases, you can get your copy of Renewed Christmas Blessings and you can enjoy the stories as well. I'll tell you a little bit more about the book in the end of the episode, but let's jump back into the story. I'd started bringing projects with me when I ran errands. My crochet tote bag was the most portable and contained the easiest projects to pick up wherever I had a few extra minutes to wait somewhere. One of those occasions came when I had 40 minutes between dropping off my son and the start of his basketball game. I found a spot up in the bleachers and pulled up my yarn. Other parents trickled in during the warm-up, but I didn't really notice the spots filling in around me. You're too young for crochet. The voice from nearby startled me. I was caught off guard facing a self-proclaimed crochet age rule. But as we'll soon find out, this encounter was just the beginning of my journey to a Grinch-proof Christmas. I thought to myself, is this a citation for acts of public crochet? I'm not sure how the man discovered this supposed age rule about the handicraft. I'd lived for more than 40 years without ever hearing such a thing. I said to him, I've been crocheting since I was 12. Well, at least you're too young to be bringing it out in public. It's something to do at home. All the old ladies make a lot of useless stuff and doilies. He had a point there about the useless stuff. Put granny square shorts into a Pinterest search and you'll see the logic. 
However, I'm not an old lady, so point overruled by his own accusation about my said youthfulness. The pace at which I hooked and looped yarn accelerated, I yanked up another length of string from the ball in my tote and kindly explained that my hats and slippers would not be useless gifts. I wasn't feeling overwhelming Christmas kindness in my heart towards Mr. Grinch just then. Bringing it out in public? What in the world? I shook my head and carried on with my should-have-been-clandestine task of creating, quote, useless stuff. I had let what was most likely lighthearted, done in true northern Wisconsin-style teasing from a Mr. Grinch get to my head. Oop. That's where I went wrong. Yes, I am from Wisconsin, don't you know? Oop. Hmm. Might be getting a little bit more of the neighboring Minnesota accent in there today. Other people sew tags into their homemade Christmas gifts saying things like, Made with love by Michelle. I'd have to look for some made with sarcasm and defiance tags for my projects. Perhaps he wasn't the Grinch after all. Maybe it was me. Like many of us, I had a tendency to go overboard during the holiday season. From hand-stamped craft paper to intricate gift wrapping, I was determined to be the Christmas queen. But little did I know, my efforts were about to face a reality check. I've nearly ruined a few Christmases with my obsession with being a poster child for time-consuming and useless activities. And if someone even hinted at the idea that my activities were unnecessary, I had a comeback ready. It was Christmas! There was the year I hand-stamped rolls of brown craft paper for all the gift wrapping. Do you know how long it takes to cover a giant sheet of paper with rubber stamps and ink, only to do it all over again for the next gift? Then I added plaid fabric bows and I hot-glued sprigs of dried berries, silk flowers, fake evergreens to the wrapped gifts. And I made special gift tags. Our children couldn't use the ping pong table for weeks because it was my gift wrapping station. I was saving money, you know, but I wasn't. That paper came off those boxes and was crumpled into a trash bag lickety split at the family gathering. You know, the kind where Santa, aka Grandpa, hands out one gift with a pledge that we will all watch each other open our gifts. And then, by gift number four, mass chaos ensues, and there is a flurry of ripping and thanking and tossing, and then it's done. In three minutes, weeks of painstaking precision stuffed into a trash bag. Within the hour, Santa Grandpa will take that bag out to the burn barrel and incinerate the remnants of unwrapping. Don't you care about how much time I spent wrapping your gifts? Don't you see how pretty and oh-so-Martha-Stewart-inspired they are? No, they didn't. And what I didn't realize yet was that those things didn't make it Christmas, and they certainly didn't save me money. A jumbo roll of Christmas wraps sold for a few dollars on Christmas clearance, and I soon learned to pick up several to store for the next year. And when gift bags came around, that was even better. I could finish my wrapping in 15 minutes if I pulled out the plastic tote of multi-reused bags, put everything into something relatively close to size, and slapped a sticky note onto it with a name. Like the real Mr. Grinch of Seuss fame, my heart had been a few sizes too small. 
I wanted to hear people ooh and ah over my handmade things and beautifully wrapped gifts, but I didn't see how much time that process stole from my family, how much energy it used, and how much it stole away from the purpose for the season. In the famed fable, the Grinch stole every present, every toy, every Christmas tree, even the logs for the fire, but the result wasn't what he expected. As children awoke to discover what he'd done, their response was merry singing. The book says, It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, and bags. What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? As my meticulously crafted gifts met with a swift demise in the trash bag, I began to question the true meaning of Christmas. It wasn't about the wrapping or the handmade creations. It was about something more profound. Embrace the wonder of the holiday season as you discover hope, faith, and love in unexpected places. Renewed Christmas Blessings is a book of short stories, poems, and heartfelt essays. This inspiring compilation from Michelle Rayburn and 26 contributors weaves together the magic of the holiday season with tales of hope, resilience, and faith. Whether you're cozying up by the fireplace or seeking the perfect thoughtful gift, Renewed Christmas Blessings showcases a variety of captivating voices that will inspire and uplift. Inside, you'll discover anecdotes that beautifully showcase God's transformative power and grace, reminding us that even in the darkest times, light can shine through. The wonder of Christmas through hilarious and heartwarming accounts where laughter and joy abound, reminding us not to take life too seriously. Delightful poetry that illuminates the profound connections between Christmas, hope, and a transformed life, plus a little humor personal experiences of finding purpose and renewed faith during the holiday season and in good times and hard times. Reminders that even in life's most challenging moments, God is at work and blesses us with indescribable peace and joy. Renewed Christmas blessings is the perfect gift to inspire perseverance in the difficulties as you celebrate the true significance of Christmas. Through these stories, essays, and poems, let the true spirit of Christmas shine brightly in your heart. You'll find renewed Christmas blessings wherever books are sold. Reflecting on my not-to-do list, a collection of lessons learned from my own experiences, I found that less was indeed more. From simplifying decorations to skipping the extravagant baking sessions, I discovered that Christmas wasn't about the excess, it was about the essence. My Christmases have grown simpler over the years. There are many things I did once that I no longer do. My not-to-do list is now bigger than my to-do list. For example... Do not get out totes and totes of artificial pine, lights, bows, beads, and boards. Check. I sorted and tossed and whittled it down to a couple of totes of tree ornaments and decorations, most of which stay in the boxes every year. Do not spend more than one hour setting up the Christmas tree. Check. Well, maybe it's two, but the ornaments are simple. One year, I didn't get around to putting them on, so I enjoyed a tree with lights and the ribbon garland. That's as far as I got. Another year, I skipped the tree and put fairy lights and mini ornaments on a two-foot Norway pine. 
Do not put any decorations outside. Check. Wisconsin, remember, no one, I mean no one, wants to take those down in January when it's 40 below zero. And lights pose a problem when icicles and ice dams take over the roof anyway. Do not bake trays and trays of cookies and goodies. Check. I seldom do any Christmas baking anymore. My mom always does, and she shares. I eat gluten-free anyway. Do not go to every party or event. Check. I have found that sweet freedom in going only to the things that really matter to me. Not every concert or party needs my presence. Do not make homemade gifts unless they have true meaning for the recipient. Check. Most of the people I know don't need another one of my canning jar candles or snowman-painted recycled light bulb ornaments. Cute? Yes. But I'm fine with doing only what I want to do. And helping others declutter is a gift too, right? Do not shop. Check. I hardly do. We don't exchange with our siblings. And instead of shopping for our children and grandchildren, I now get one small thing for each grandchild to open at Christmas. And then I book a getaway for all of us instead. That time spent at a resort or Airbnb each spring break is a way of creating fun memories together. So you might be wondering, what's on my must-do list? One of the best ways to Grinch-proof Christmas is to change my focus to what really matters. I can celebrate Christmas without a tree. I don't need cookies or poinsettias or strings of lights. I don't even need Christmas music or Hallmark movies. (gasps) Really, truly, my to-do list includes remembering Jesus. He is Emmanuel, God with us. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John 1 verse 14. Nothing grows my too small heart like having Jesus here, dwelling, loving, living, his presence the only present. Not one that can be gift-wrapped with a bow or over-decorated, but one I might easily overlook when I'm caught up in the frenzy of gifts and decorations and lights. His timeless love forever dwells among us, illuminating our hearts with His eternal light. So I ask myself, when I'm pondering a throwback to my homespun and overdone days, what if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? And what if less is always more? I hope you've enjoyed this chapter from the brand new Renewed Christmas Blessings book that launched this week. There's a 12 Days of Christmas party happening on Facebook. As this episode releases, it's happening tomorrow, but by the time you're listening, it might be in the middle of it. I will link to that in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 179. And there in the show notes, you will find a link to the book. You will find a link to that Facebook party because here's the thing. I'm going to be sharing resources every single day in that party. Now, some of the things I'm sharing are drawings, and maybe by the time you get there, the gift drawings are done. But 
the free resources, the fun bonus printables, the things that you can make your profile picture. There's some printable worksheets for discussion questions for family dinner. If you're looking for something less controversial to discuss in the holidays this year, you'll find that printable there. I have some gift tags you can print, a whole bunch of fun stuff, recipes, that stuff's always going to be there in that Facebook group. So all you have to do is go to the guides and look for the free bonuses that are there. Those links will be there so you can grab them. I'll just make sure I link right to those in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 179. But if you're hearing this today on the day this releases, I hope you'll join that party because there are some fun giveaways that are going to be happening in there as we celebrate Christmas and celebrate the release of Renewed Christmas Blessings. I'm also so grateful for the authors that submitted their stories to the book. There are so many chapters that are just heartfelt. They cover topics that are challenging. There are some who have navigated having a holiday for the very first time without a loved one by the table. There are There's one author who talked about being depressed at Christmas and what a challenge it was for her to not even want to decorate the house. There are some really sweet fiction stories there where somebody has taken elements of a real life story and woven it into a fiction story. There's all kinds of reasons for why we do that. Sometimes it's because we want to add fun details and there's some magical things that just didn't happen in real life. But sometimes it's because we want to tell a story without identifying people. So that's that's kind of a fun blend of some true stories, some fiction, some poetry all in there. And then um, I have a poem in there, too, that is one that you can read out loud and act out if you love to do a little family drama. There's a little spot in the front. If you want to give this book as a gift, you can inscribe it to somebody. There's a to and from tag in the front. I designed it in such a way that it's pretty. I like pretty books, and I wanted it to feel like a present in itself. All right, that's enough of a commercial for the book, but I'm really excited about it because, like I said, I'm recording this on right before the launch, and it's just one of those things that I want to help get the word out on. Um, if you read the book and you leave a review, I love reviews, and you, I love when they're objective. Tell me what story really blessed your heart. Tell me something you didn't like, if there's something you didn't like in the book, and then tell who would be somebody that would be blessed by the book or would really love to have it. And that's the simple formula I use when I ask people to leave a review on Amazon, on Goodreads, or their favorite platform. So um, if you would do me the favor of leaving a review for the the book, it really helps other people to make purchasing decisions because they know if you liked it or they know if there's something you didn't like, they might not like that either. So please do that for me. All right. I've talked enough about that, but I will be back in the next couple of weeks here as we lead up to Christmas with um, another story from the book. I will share one more of my chapters here and then I will have a guest. We will be talking about her Christmas book and some other fiction that she has written. I also am looking ahead to something that you might be interested in. If you're somebody who sets health-related goals at the beginning of every year, I'm bringing Heather Creekmore back to the show. She was on here talking about her book, Compared to Who, in the past, and now she has a brand new book about body image. And um, both Heather and I have been on a journey of being, well, really releasing dieting, no more dieting. And, um, just looking at health in more of a way of listening to what our bodies tell us and listening to the the way that God created us with signals that tell us when we're hungry and when we're full and really taking away the shame and the guilt and the 
incredible stress that has always come for me in trying to think about having a different body. And so if you're looking ahead to the new year and you don't want to make resolutions about diet and you don't want to starve yourself in January, then you're going to want to listen to that episode with Heather Creekmore and her talking about that book. So that's what's coming up. You have a sneak peek. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm glad you were here and I will see you again next week. You've been listening to Life Repurposed. If you'd like bonus resources sent to your inbox each week, be sure to sign up at michellerayburn.com 